Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Who is it? Is that the porter? Yes, ma'am. Uh, j- just a second. Honey. That's right, Maya. Let me close this. No. How did you know I was here? What do you want? I just wanted to see you. See how you were doing? You, uh... Going someplace, Maya? Why... Why... No, Connie. And what's that trunk for? Nothing. I, I mean... I, I can explain, Connie, about that. I, I uh... Honey, no. don't be a fool. You, you won't get away Theater 5 presents The Eye of Kali. This is Connie. I've been trying to get to you for two days now. I know. Well, what's the answer? You said you wanted some time to think about it. That's right. Do you know the National Museum on Park Street? Yeah. Well, at least... Meet me there at 12 o'clock. He was waiting when I got there, standing in front of the Egyptian tomb and near a counter with a sign on it that said, Guide a phone. When he saw me, he went over to the counter. I got a phone, please. There's a charge of $1 plus a $5 deposit. Here you are. Thank you, sir. Take it, Connie. It's for you. What is it? Let's go upstairs and you'll see. We went upstairs to the third floor into a room with two guards that I kind of remembered. Then... Switch it on now and hold it to your ear. You mean this thing? Yes. It's a special kind of radio. Picks up a recorded spiel. Okay. This is your guidephone guide welcoming you to the Hall of Gems. This hall, protected by the most modern electronic devices and with heavy steel gates, contains the museum's collection of precious and semi-precious stones, one of the finest in the world. Directly ahead of you is the prize of the collection, the Eye of Kali. We invite you to approach it. The Eye of Kali, in the case before you, is a 325-carat ruby, so far as we know, the largest in existence. It was obtained by the Duke of Dedham in India in 1821 and became part of the museum collection in 1925. It has been valued at between three dollars and $400,000, but is, of course, priceless because it is unique. Hey, that's Directly behind strong. the case yes. is the statue of Kali, from which the ruby takes its name... Kali is the consort of the Indian god Shiva and is known by many names. This statue shows her in the most frightening of her many aspects, playing the role of the destroyer. She wears a belt and necklace of human skulls. Her six arms brandish weapons and her tongue is out to drink the blood of sacrifice. As recently as the middle of the 19th century, the Indian Thagis, a group of professional stranglers, used to kill in her name. 
The ruby was originally set in her forehead as her third eye. Okay. Like most famous stones, sure they're supposed to be a curse on let's the go. Okay, Doc. Now, what's on your mind? Why did you get in touch with me? Now, you know why? Because I need some dough, and I thought you might stake me. Like a couple of thousand, you said. Uh, how would you like, uh, not just a couple of thousand, but say, 50,000? <laughs> Are you kidding? 50 grand? Yes, if you're interested. You'll leave tomorrow for Switzerland. I've got the plane tickets in my pocket, and... You'll be taking something with you for me. Hey, wait a minute. You mean that ruby? The Eye of Kali? That's right. Okay. Spell it out for me. Well, I've been working on it for months, and it's foolproof. I've read up on Indian mythology, established some contacts, and I've been able to get some very interesting objects. Yeah. Artifacts, they call them, for the museum. As a result, I've become friendly with John Ross, one of the curators. I'm building up the old confidence, eh? Yeah, I like that. Hmm. Well, I have an appointment with him at five this afternoon at his office on the fourth floor over the Hall of Gems. Uh-huh. You'll be waiting on the stairs. I'll unlock the fire door for you and you slip in, hide in one of the storerooms till the museum closes. And wait a minute, you want me to do this tonight without thinking it over? I never cut anybody until the last minute. Now, after the museum closes, you'll go down a rope to the Hall of Gems and take the ruby. And you'll substitute this copy that I've made so that the real ruby won't be missed. Then you'll slide down the rope to the ground. Just like that, eh? Now, what about all that electronic protection stuff? While I'm with Ross, someone with credentials from the insurance company will be down in the basement inspecting the alarm system. Now, what about the other guards? I'll tell you when the coast is clear with this. Yeah? What is it? A miniature walkie-talkie. I'll be in the park watching the museum through an infrascope that lets you see in the dark. That way, I'll see the guards and let you know when to go. Now, Doc, it sounds as if you got it all worked out. But what made you pick me to do the lifting? The big con cards are my dish, not robbery. That's one of the reasons I did pick you. Because no one will connect you with it. But there are other reasons. Like? You've got a passport. Can take off tomorrow. But more important, you don't just want to leave the country. You've got to leave. What do you mean? How's Maya these days? Maya? I don't know, Doc. Uh, we came over here in a big deal and she pulled a double cross. Well, that's why I'm broke. We, uh... Well, Maya... Uh, we, we busted up. And where is she now? I don't know that either. I, uh... Yeah, that she uh, went out to the coast. Really? Yeah. She was staying at the towers until the other day. She checked out, and I hear that her trunk went out to the coast. But no one seems to remember seeing her go. So it's true. What is? When you plan a job, you cover all the angles. Including how to keep everyone in line. You get all the aces. Like I said, this isn't exactly my dish, but... What choice have I got? Okay. I'm in. We 
went over all the details and he gave me everything I'd need for my end of the job, including the phony ruby. Then we split. I went back to the museum a little after four, and at five o'clock I was on the stairs outside the fire door that led to the offices. I heard the elevator doors open and close. I heard Doc being checked in. Then, when the guard went to call Ross, the curator, the door opened just a crack. I slipped a strip of plastic to hold the lock. And then... Hello, Mr. Coleman. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you, Mr. Ross. You said you had something interesting to show me. I think you'll find it interesting. Well, come on back to my office, Miss Rogers. When they were gone, I opened the door. No sign of the guard. I went in and along the corridor to the storeroom Doc had marked on the map. I used the key he'd given me to get in, and I closed the door behind me. It was a big room, but it was so filled with stuff that it didn't seem big. It was one of those stone coffins, a sarcophagus, in the middle of the room, and near it on a table was a mummy. In front of the window, kind of watching me, was a real crazy statue. It was as big as me, and it was a man up to the shoulders, but the head was the head of a bird. I sat down on the floor behind the table with the mummy. Now all I had to do for the next couple of hours was wait. Yeah. That's all. Just wait there in that dark, stuffy room with that stone coffin and the mummy and that statue with a bird's head that was turned my way watching me. I'm getting you. How's it going? All right, I guess. Where are you? In the car, about three blocks away. I parked here to make contact, but I'll be taking off again in a minute. Okay? Yeah, sure. You sound kind of down. Anything wrong? No, no. It's just that this isn't funny, sitting here in the dark with nothing to do. You won't be there much longer. You'll have plenty of action in a couple of hours. And a different kind of action when you get to Geneva. Yeah, I know. So far, everything's going fine. Ross left with me, so there's no one around but the guards. That's good. Now, let's check watches. What time have you got? 9.04. Right. You're clear on the routine, aren't you? I'll be moving again as soon as I stop sending. And I won't call you again until just before we're ready to go. But I'll be in the park to keep tabs on the guards at 10.30. And I'll probably be able to give you the go-ahead around 11. Right, Doc. But this place gives me the creeps. I switched off the walkie-talkie, leaned back against the wall... It wasn't just stuffy in the storeroom. Maybe it was the mummy, but the air was heavy and sweetish. Smelled almost like in a church. Besides, I was having trouble keeping my eyes open, and in spite of what Doc had said, I must have dozed off because suddenly there was Maya standing in the middle of the room looking at me. Hello, Connie. Maya. What are you doing here? That's what I'm supposed to ask. I'm in on something with Doc Corman. It's kind of out of my line, but it's big. It's real big, and... Oh, wait a minute. 
You can't be here, Maya. You're dead. Am I, Connie? Of course you are. I killed you. I killed you. Maybe that's why I'm here, Connie. What do you mean? You'll see. I'm waiting for you, Connie. Waiting. <laughs> woke up in a cold sweat, my muscles all tight. I had dozed off. The moonlight was coming in through the window and there was no sign of Maya. But I still seemed to hear her voice. I'm waiting for you, Connie. Waiting. Nerves. I don't like the dark and they don't like being alone. I never did. And sitting there with all those things around me, the mummy and the guy with the bird's head, it's just nerves. I had to get hold of myself. I lit a cigarette. I made myself think of what came next. What I was going to do and where everything was in the Hall of Gems. I could see it all plainly. The glass case with the ruby in front of the statue of Kali. I could even see the necklace of skulls around the statue's neck. Her six arms, but... But somehow... Instead of having her own face... She seemed to have Maya's face. Maya. Smiling. Hello, Doc. Doc, come in. Doc, are you there? I've got to talk to you, Doc. I've got to. It was no good. I couldn't reach him. I wouldn't be able to reach him for almost two hours. Doc, where have you been? I've been trying to get you, but I, I don't know how long. But I told What's wrong? Nothing. Nothing except... Doc, I don't know if I can go through with this. The worst of it is over. The waiting. You'll be able to go in a couple of minutes. Now, do you want Switzerland? Fat pot of dough or the chair? Doc, you wouldn't turn the me in... The mistake I got in this and how I would. Then I guess you win. You say I can go soon? I've checked out three of the guards. Just waiting for the last one. Ah, there he goes, down the stairs into the basement. Okay, Connie, on your way. Switch your receiver on again when you're in the hall, and I'll keep you posted. Right, Doc. I was all ready. I'd been ready for the last half hour. The rope tied to a steam pipe, the window opened. I've been thinking of taking a powder, but now Doc was right. The worst of it was over. A few more minutes, and I'd be sitting pretty. I went down the rope to the third floor ledge, tried the window. I don't know how Doc had worked that one, but it wasn't locked. I opened it. And there I was in the Hall of Gems. The moon was gone now, but to my right I could see the locked gates, and to my left the statue. I switched on the walkie-talkie and... Doc. Yes, Connie, where are you? In the hall. Good. The guards are still downstairs, so you've got at least ten minutes. Use the small key to open the case. Take the stone and put in the copy. The Eye of Kali in the case before you is a 325-carat ruby. Wait a minute. So far as we know, the What's last that? in existence. What's what? Can't you hear it? Originally it and is a it's the spiel. I, I got on that dynaphone gadget when we were here this morning. It 
was obtained by the Duke of Sedan in India in 1821 and became part of the museum collection in 1925. Get hold of yourself, Connie. But, but I hear it, Doc. I hear it as clearly as I hear you. It is, of course, priceless because it is... Will you cut it unique. out, Connie? You're not hearing anything. You Directly can't be. Doc, will you listen? Back up on me. Go get the stone. Listen to it. takes its name. As recently as the middle of the 19th century, the Indian thuggies, a group of professional stranglers, used to kill in her name. The ruby was originally set in her forehead as her third eye. Like most famous stones, there's supposedly Maya. a curse on what? the eye of Kali. Now, it's true that the now she's talking. Maya. Have you gone off your rocker? I tell you, you don't hear anything. You're just imagining it. But you're not just imagining it, are you, Didn't I tell you I'd be waiting for you? Yes. Well, here I am. Yes, Connie. Come on. My stranglers used a silk cord, but I don't need a cord. After all, I have six hands. Connie, Connie, listen to me. No, Connie, don't listen to him. Listen to me. You loved me, and you killed me. Now it's my turn. Come on, Connie. This way, it'll be over very quickly. You won't even feel it. No! Doc, I'm getting out of here. If you're trying to pull a fast one on me, Connie. But you won't get away, Connie. You can't. No! You've got the rope. No. I know you've got it, and I'm coming after you. Let me out! Let me out of here! You can't! Is that you, Mr. Ross? Yes, Cully. Uh, just a second. Now, what's all this, Scully? You say you smell smoke? Yes, Mr. Ross, while we were having coffee, but uh, after I phoned you, we found the trouble. It was in the transmitter. The transmitter? Uh, the transmitter that broadcast the guidophone tapes. Uh, there must have been a short somewhere because it had turned itself on. <laughs> it was blabbing away. But it's all right now. Yes, we pulled the main switch and... What's that? Just outside there. Come on. A rope. A rope from the third floor storeroom. It... Look! Is he dead? Yeah, look at his face. Well, why would he do that? Hang himself here. He must have been trying to get into the hall of gems. See, the window's open. Then when he came down the rope, he must have slipped. Or maybe he was frightened. Anyway, the rope got twisted round his neck. Yeah, you're right. There's no knot, but it's twisted around his neck almost as if it had been tied. Shh. Someone's coming. Watch it. Connie, where are you? I, I saw you sliding down the road. Get him, Scully. Don't move or I'll shoot. Well, Mr. Corman, so you're in this too. <laughs> in on what? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you doing with a walkie-talkie? Wh what happened to him? He's dead, Mr. Corman. And if you were after the eye of Kali, he's dead for no reason. Last week, the real ruby was replaced with a replica. Double-crossed. All around. You were double-crossed. Call it fate, Mr. Corman. If you'd studied your mythology more carefully, you'd know that Kali is not merely the destroyer. She's also known as Maya. Maya? Yes, Maya. The great deceiver. Eternal illusion. <laughs>
Theater 5 has presented The Eye of Collie, written by Robert Newman, produced and directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Donald Buca, Marty Myers, Adrian Bayan, Peter Gerald, and Wayne Tippett. Audio engineers, Marty Folia and Neil Pulse. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.